0: What's up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm gonna be talking about three do not draft wide receivers in fantasy football this year. Yesterday I talked about three do not draft running backs. So go check that out after this one, if you haven't already. But these are just gonna be players that I think are going a little bit too early on in drafts. Not saying I would never draft them, but I just think at their current price, they're gonna end up kind of disappointing for you in the long run. And I just think they should be pushed back just a little bit. There's probably gonna be some uh, better options being drafted around them also. And then let me know what you guys think do you agree that these players are being overdrafted or do you think their values are fine right now if you enjoyed the video hit that like button and subscribe to the channel but let's jump into my first do not draft wide receiver and it is going to be dk metcalf right now he's going off the board as the wide receiver 15 which is a mid third round pick. And I kind of already talked about DK Metcalf actually in my must draft video, but that was to explain why uh, Tyler Lockett was such a great value and why DK probably wasn't a great pick here at wide receiver 15 but this is just a price that I cannot pay here for DK Metcalf. I think he's a super talented wide receiver, but I also just don't think he's proven he can consistently produce at this type of high end wide receiver two level. And I also think this was not really a super positive off season for him in terms of his fantasy outlook moving forward. I'm just going to forget about his uh, rookie season when I'm looking at his point-per-game numbers because no one's expecting him to be like a high-end wide receiver too as a rookie. But year two is when he has his big breakout. 2020 averages 17 PPR points per game was the wide receiver 10. And I feel like this season is kind of still carrying him in terms of his value because in 2021 comes back averages 14.4 PPR points per game, the wide receiver 23, so a back-end wide receiver 2 then last season 2022 averages 13.3 points per game is the wide receiver 26. So a high end wide receiver three. And when we're looking back to last season where he was a wide receiver three, this offense was a two man wide receiver show, right? It was DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Now the Seahawks go out, they bring in the best rookie wide receiver, who I think can come in and command a lot of targets as a rookie. I think he can have a pretty solid target share here in year one. And then they also go out and they draft a running back who can catch passes. Also kind of talked about Charbonnet in yesterday's video when I was talking about uh, Kenneth Walker. So I think you add these two new weapons And even if the Seahawks end up going more pass-heavy, which I do think is possible, I feel like it's still a net negative when you're bringing in these other kind of like stud weapons. Just to put into context some other players that are going around DK Metcalf, his ADP is currently sandwiched between Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson. Give me both of those guys easy over DK Metcalf. You also have an elite tight end like Mark Andrews going after him give me Andrews, like I'm taking all those dudes uh, over Metcalf at this point. And then I talked about Lockett as a must draft. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 33. So he's much, much cheaper and has actually outproduced DK Metcalf in three of his four seasons, including uh, both of the last uh, two seasons. So I just think we're looking at the value here. Metcalf, high end wide receiver two, just go with Lockett if you want a piece of this offense. And just kind of looking at the changes, like I mentioned the point per game number with DK Metcalf at 13.3 last season. Like, yeah, he could get you know a little bit more lucky in the touchdown department, but what is leading us to think he's going to jump from a high-end wide receiver three now to a high-end wide receiver two when you have the same quarterback and you're just bringing in more competition? To me, it just does not make a ton of sense, and that's why I'm going to be passing on him. I'm also going to be passing on the wide receiver that's going right after him, which is going to be Debo Samuel, the wide receiver 16, going off as a uh, late third round pick. And I just feel like Debo's price is just still heavily inflated by his 2021 season. And like, don't get me wrong, that 2021 season was crazy. It was super impressive. It's just not the same offense. And he's just not going to be playing the same role that he was in 2021. He's not going to be used like a running back. And I think people kind of forget that he was used like a running back in the second half of that season. But early on in the season, he was pretty much a pure wide receiver and he was still dominant and nearly averaged the uh, same point per game number as he did in the second half. But we also have to remember that that was when Brandon Ayuk was in the uh, doghouse. So Debo Samuel was just being like funneled all the wide receiver targets. Ayuk was like barely even getting in the game now debo samuel here in 2023 is going to be on an offense with arguably the best running back in the nfl who is the best pass catcher at the running back position you also have george kittle who's you know a top tier tight end especially as a pass catcher and just an overall tight end and then brandon Ayuk, who's also a very very solid uh wide receiver so just a stacked group of weapons here for the 49ers and debo samuel's production last year really just fell off after uh, the cmc trade So prior to CMC being traded to the 49ers, Debo averaged 15.2 PPR points per game in six games. After the Christian McCaffrey trade, went down from 15.2 to 11 points per game in the uh, seven games after that trade. Over that same seven game stretch where Debo and Ayuk were playing together with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup, Ayuk actually averaged 12.6 points per game. So we actually had Brandon Ayuk outproducing Debo Samuel. I'm not saying Brandon Ayuk should be drafted ahead of Debo, but if you can get Brandon Ayuk in the sixth round at wide receiver 31, I would much rather do that compared to Debo at wide receiver 16, going in the late third, kind of similar to the Metcalf Lockett situation. If you want a piece of this offense, I'd rather just get the later option. Um, And I don't even really love the other wide receivers that are going in this range, but I would still prefer guys like Calvin Ridley or uh, Amari Cooper, who are both being drafted after Debo Samuel. Now, my third and final do not draft wide receiver is going to be Drake London. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 24, a late fourth round pick. And honestly, it kind of sucks for me to talk about Drake London as a guy I'm not drafting, but you guys have to know it has nothing to do with the player ability. It just has everything to do with the situation here. I think Drake London is arguably just as talented, maybe even more talented, as guys like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And those guys, they're being drafted as wide receiver ones. Unfortunately for London, I can't even really get on board with him as a wide receiver two. It's just a brutal offense and kind of situation for him to be involved in here. In 2022, the Falcons ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL, and they passed it the second fewest. The Bears were the team that had fewer pass attempts per game uh, last season, and I'm guessing the Bears are probably going to jump them this year. They bring in DJ Moore, they upgrade, the offensive line. You're going to want to see what you have out of Justin Fields as a passer. So I'd be expecting the Falcons to be kind of like the clear favorite to have the fewest pass attempts here in 2023. And I said, you know, they were super run heavy in 2022, most rush attempts per game in the NFL, and they kind of just doubled down. Instead of sticking with Algier and you know Cordero Patterson, they go out, they draft Bijan Robinson with the number eight overall pick. That's elite, elite draft capital with the running back position. So I think they're clearly still going to be pounding the rock. We saw Drake London last season command targets at a crazy high level. He had the fifth highest target share in the NFL, 29.4% target share, and then the second highest target rate at 32.4%. If you just told me those numbers, you said a wide receiver had a 29% target share, a 32% target rate. I'm thinking at worst, they're like a back end wide receiver one. That's what I'd be expecting when I see those numbers. Drake London was the wide receiver 47 in points per game. So I think long-term Drake London is going to be a monster. I believe in the talent. I just don't think it's going to happen here. You're also competing with a guy like Kyle Pitts. Bijan Robinson can catch passes. You didn't even really have to deal with that last year with uh, you know Tyler Algier. It's just tough because you like to bet on the talent. I just think the situation is so tough that I don't know if he's going to get it done. Looking at some of the players going behind Drake London, I'd take guys like Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman. Give me those guys over Drake London. It's unfortunate but I kind of just feel like that's the uh, situation we're dealing with here with the Atlanta Falcons. So those are gonna be my three do not draft wide receivers. Some big names here, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Drake London, like I said, not totally out on these players altogether. If they start to slip in drafts, their ADP falls, maybe you you just kind of get lucky and they, they drop even if the ADP is still up there, then I'd be fine taking these guys at a different price, just where they're going right now, not super interested. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.